Why is it important to expect the unexpected in third year? What is dual applying? How do you keep dual applying a secret while you're on the residency interview trail? Why is it important to think long-term when ranking residencies and decide what to do in a career? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Kara, a successful psychiatry math student here at the University of Josh School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Well, I got a great guest today. Uh, Kara, how are you doing, Kara? I'm doing well. Recently matched? Yes. All right, so let's talk about that because okay. I know you had a very unusual, unique strategy. How would you call it? Just unique to my situation. Okay, so let's talk about your situation. Let's let's start back in the beginning. Let's start in third year. Third so, year. Is third year a good place to start? It's great. Okay, so heading into third year, what kind of doctor did you think you were going to be? Tough call. I wanted to stay open-minded somewhat. Okay. I knew I was interested in pediatrics. I had done the EPAC program and loved mostly the attendings over there and everyone I was able to work with. Um, and then... I got into third year, ended up really loving surgery. That was my first one out of the bat. And it was exciting. Mm -hmm. It was really fun. But it just wasn't my culture. And I went through each one just like that. Some I loved, some I didn't love. And I ended up thinking more and more about family medicine. Okay. What what time of year is this? This was December. Yeah. So December, I started family medicine. Okay. Where did you do your family um, medicine? I did both. My both three week rotations here in Salt Lake City um, with family doctors just in the valley. All right. Because I knew that in the long term of my career, I wouldn't really be in a rural situation. My husband's in law school. He just got an internship with Ray Quinney and Nebuchadnezzar downtown. The unholy alliance, a physician marrying (laughs) a lawyer. Yes. From BYU. So. From BYU. Let's just throw that on top. Yes. No, it's been awesome. But we were really excited for him to start his career as well. Mm-hmm. I just knew that that was going to be in a bigger city. Okay. And we're not going to be in the middle of nowhere, even though family medicine in the middle of nowhere is really cool. So I wanted to get a better feel of family medicine in Salt Lake City. So what do you like about family medicine? What attracted you to that? Um, I've always loved outpatient medicine. I think mm-hmm. that's a big thing you need to figure out about yourself is do you like the hospital mm-hmm. or do you like outpatient and kind yeah. of seeing one on one on one? Yeah. To me, it's like the setting. Like you said, mm-hmm. are you more of an inpatient person or outpatient person? And then to me, it's also patient populations. Do you like old yes. people? Do you like little kids? Do you like pregnant women? So there's all these kind of like factors that go into that. Everything, so, yeah. right? So family medicine in Salt Lake City, for me, in my rotations, was much more of an older population, Mm -hmm. chronic disease, which was okay, but not exactly what I wanted, because I really did like those, the uh, women's health and pediatrics. And so I was grappling with that decision, but I knew family medicine would be still a good choice, because there are so many options in family medicine. And I was like, you know, I could make this the career I wanted it to be in some way. And so I went with that idea. Um, I also knew that I wanted to stay in Utah for my residency since my husband's here for law school. Mm -hmm. And so we have some incredible family medicine programs in Utah, four fabulous programs that, I mean, I'd be happy to go to any one of them and would be stoked to work with those people. Um, So you're in your boat. So I'm in my boat, yeah. You're you're rowing. You're hearing the sirens saying, family medicine, family medicine. Yeah, like this works together. It's logical. Pieces Mm -hmm. are coming together. This is a good choice for you and your family. Mm -hmm. And then... Then what happened? I started my psychiatry rotation. 
Oh no. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. And I um, expect the unexpected in third year because that was what will happen. Mm-hmm. And I was totally not expecting to love it. And I fell in love with every single day of it. I started on the child and adolescent unit at uni mm-hmm. and was immediately like engrossed. Like this is the coolest job. I love these people. I love. Yeah. What'd you like it? What'd you love about it? Um, I mean, it was just a great environment. And I think a lot of medical students will say that, that they didn't like the environment of the psychiatry rotation. Mm-hmm. But more than that, I, I loved the patient population. I was excited when I went home to keep thinking about them. And when I got up in the morning, I was like, actually excited to come and to see my patients and see to round on them. Yeah. I found myself wanting to go back and talk to them more. Which it wasn't always the case, like on my inpatient rotations, that I wasn't always excited mm-hmm. to go back and dig more into that problem. And then more than anything, I realized that those were the types of problems that I wanted to think about, mm-hmm. that I wanted to grasp and I wanted to fix. And sometimes you have to realize, like, when you're in a different situation, is this a problem that I really like? And am I still trying to mull over it when I go home and find an answer? And I wasn't always that intrigued. Mm -hmm. So definitely intrigued there, um, peaked when I started psychiatry. And then I did my adult part of the psychiatry down at the VA Mm -hmm. and loved it as well. It was just really, really Like the vets and the little kids. Fascinating. The vets and the little kids. Because that was the other part. I was like, well, if I don't like adult psychiatry, it's just not worth it. I mean, you have to do quite a bit of adult psychiatry before you start into child. And I don't know if I I don't love it, then it's probably not worth all those years. So I got into it, still loved the adults um, more than I think I started liking the family medicine type of problems. Mm. And then... My heart just like kind of grasped onto that and I couldn't let it go. And by the time summer came, I was like, wow, I really, I need to start making some decisions here because I was still like gung ho on family medicine. And I just decided that the best thing for me to do was to apply to both. So let's talk about that. All right. <laughs> yes. Uh, dual, they call it dual applying. Is, dual that, applying. is that the official word? Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I assume you were talking to Dr. Stevenson the entire time, talking to your husband, your family. Yes. And I, I, it sounds like everyone kind of came together and said, this is the best plan, the dual plan. I, Did you tell <laughs> I don't know if it was the best plan. <laughs> okay. It was, it was a scary plan. Okay. I was really scared to step into that world of dual applying because I thought like there are so many preconceived notions that come with it. Like, Good heavens, if someone found out, I would be done for. Mm. And it's so looking, the, an air of secrecy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which I didn't love because I don't like being secret and I mm. didn't want to keep that secret. I mean, my heart was in two places and I couldn't decide yet. And I think that that is fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have one year as medical students to kind of figure out what we want to do. And that's, to be honest, that's not long enough. So just so people can understand the dynamic, the secrecy revolves around the fact that you didn't want the family medicine people to know you're applying to psychiatry and you want the psychiatry people to know you're applying to family medicine. Correct. Because that would be a sign that you weren't 100% committed. Yes. A false sign. A false sign. Yeah. That I wasn't 100% committed to either one, which is just so funny because wherever I ended up, of course I'm 100% committed. Sure. And that's going to be a great career. And I'm going to... Enjoy whatever training I get. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a huge blessing to be here in the first place. But to figure that next step out into your career is not easy. And so looking back now, I just think it's kind of funny that I thought that that was kind of a life or death situation because it wasn't. 
So, um, and I know there's a handful of combined family practice psychiatry programs in the country, but there's not any in Utah. There's not. Did you even look at those? I did. Okay. I did start looking at them because I was like, wow, that's a great, I think it's a four year program. Okay. Okay. And that That would have been perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. But I found one in San Diego and I was like, that's awesome. The other thing that you start to step into is when you apply in ERAS, each specialty you apply to is expensive. So you have to pay that like, it's like a hundred dollar fee baseline for each specialty. So how many family practice programs did you apply to? Too many. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Ballpark, ballpark. um, I think I did like 18 family medicine programs or 19 and then like 11 psychiatry psychiatry programs. And the hard part is you have to generate two sets of personal statements. Correct. Um, And then when you go on interview, you kind of have to talk about your love for this field. But then you have to be careful that they, at least you experienced that they didn't find out you're applying to the other field. Is that, is that yes. kind of dynamic? Okay. Yeah, a little bit. And so I, I set up my schedule first off to um, apply. Mm-hmm. And that was difficult to try to get everything in for both family and psychiatry. And then obviously writing two personal statements and getting not only four letters of recommendation, but eight letters of recommendation because mm. you need four for each specialty. And I guess you can't ask the same person to write two letters. Or did you? I ended up to asking one a pediatrician for a letter oh, to okay. both. Pediatrician. The Switzerland <laughs> in this debate of psychiatry versus family yes. medicine. Okay. Yes. They and probably I, just laughed. It was so when you told, hard because yeah. you hate like imposing on people's time and you're just like, man, if I could just choose, would you this like, would be like, so much easier. Please don't send the wrong letter to the wrong program. <laughs> That, that brings would, a lot of anxiety. That would tip too. your hand. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you have to really trust this pediatrician. In general, careful. most people trust their pediatrician. So yeah, that's good. Exactly. He's okay. a great guy. So uh, 18 family medicine programs. How many interviews did you get? I think 17 out of 18. Okay. Did I you mean, have to turn? Did you fabulous. turn some down, or did you interview? I all? did. Yeah. Okay. So I ended up only uh, interviewing about six family medicine programs mm-hmm. and three psychiatry programs, just to kind of get a feel of what's going on out so there. So all the ones in Utah. Yes. So did you look when did you look like nearby states for mm-hmm. okay, what yep. would you look? So I also I went up to the Pocatello program mm-hmm. and loved it. Loved the small town feel mm-hmm. and I went down to Phoenix and did a program down there. Okay. And loved that program as well. I think it was really good for me to get out of the state and just see what they had to offer because it made me even more grateful for what we have to offer in Utah because mm. coming back at the end, I would go to any program in Utah before I left because they were just that much better. In what way? What, what way did that shine? That that come out? I think in the curriculum and the setup of the program, just the everyday like flow, the type of residents they had there, the res- how much the residents liked their program, really shown through. Mm-hmm. Shed, yeah, so. shown through. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Are you and your husband having these discussions about him transferring law schools? Because I know it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's hard, but it's not impossible. So yeah, hard but possible. I think we were more thinking. Places that were easy for him to get if we had to do kind of a commuting long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he has a really good situation down at BYU, he has a full tuition scholarship. Oh, so wow. just walking away from that is then not only just like a family decision, but a financial decision. Mm-hmm. So we had to take that into account. Um, but really, I just wanted to get some experience outside of Utah. And then more than anything, they always say like, going through medical school, save up, you know, thousands of dollars to go through this interview process. And my husband and I were like, I think we can do this a lot 
cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we can go the inexpensive route. And I ended up spending, I mean, outside of what my applications initially cost, uh, about $250 for my entire interview season. That's, that's like the lowest I've ever heard. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm pretty proud of that number and because I get I'm the a sense very that's just, frugal person. That's just gas money, I assume, or? Close. Yeah. Okay. So gas money, uh, family medicine programs did pay for hotels. Okay. They do that. I they had like to do that. some yeah. flight miles to go down to Phoenix and stayed with, um, my husband's grandparents. Mm-hmm. And then we drove to Vegas and stayed again with grandparents and I think one night in a hotel. So it just ended that's up really being good. really good for us. And I got the experience I needed without spending all the money. And I also realized in the end, like I didn't, gosh, I didn't even think I need to uh, interview at nine programs. And I think that's another misconception as far as fourth year medical students. Obviously, you know, when you're in a, a very competitive field, how many interviews you're trying to get mm-hmm. and to go to all of those interviews. That is a totally different story. But in other fields that aren't quite as competitive. I mm. think we are totally over interviewing ourselves and stretching it's a, it's ourselves a problem and spending across way too the much country. money. Yeah. 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 I mean, if it, 80% of it students causes problems downstream. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 80% of students match in their first, the top three programs. Why are we interviewing at 10 or 12? So, and I know it's like a good safety anxiety. net, yeah. but, and it is anxiety for sure. And it is a good experience, but I think it's sometimes you have to weigh the experience versus the financial decision. And for me, I just try to, so you go up to Pocatel, you go up down to Phoenix, you come back. Like after you interview at a family medicine program, is your mind kind of immediately drifting more towards family medicine, kind of the recency bias kind of thing? And Absolutely. Then, then once you interviewed a psychiatry program, would your mind start going back to psychiatry? Like, like how did yes. that kind of feel as you navigated it? Yeah. So after actually I finished my sub-I in family medicine, mm-hmm. uh, it was really hard to go back to psychiatry because I enjoyed it so much. I was down at the Utah Valley program and fell in love with the area. Um, incredible people down there. Good old Utah I, County. Yeah. Uh, I we're, was we're sending love so to Utah surprised. County. All right. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I've never been a Utah County person, but mm-hmm. I was just, I was baffled. I was like, this mm-hmm. is an incredible place. These are great people. I would mm-hmm. be stoked to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my heart definitely like started to shift and I was like, well, should I even do a apply? Like, why should I go through all of this? This is a great feel. This is a great fit. And then I did my psychiatry sub I and I was like, still, I was just so torn and it was so, it was almost annoying because if you could just make a decision in your life, Kara, it would be so much easier. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, I would go on these interviews and fall in love with each program separately. And I think that's also a very important strategy as far as when you're interviewing is to kind of separate the programs out and not start comparing right off the bat. Um, give them the chance mm-hmm. to, to impress you because they are quite impressive. Would your mind start like evaluating different things, aspects that weren't really important, but you know, like for example, the love letter phenomena, like mm-hmm. if like a psych- psychiatry program wrote you better emails, did that kind of like, Oh wow. They're just, they're just nicer people than this other program who didn't, <laughs> didn't, I mean, did that come into effect or you didn't think like that? I, I mean, I think all of our communications were very cordial between okay. all of my programs. So I didn't really feel like I had one program that was like, that was gushing. Yeah. Okay. As far as that way, cause we, you just be open and honest in your communication. Mm-hmm. Like this is where I am. I mean, I told Pocatello, like my husband's in law school down at BYU. I don't know if it's reality that I'm coming up here, mm-hmm. but, and if you want me to like, let me know. And he was like, well, if you really want to, we can work something out and have your husband, like as far as where your husband is and what we can do for you. Mm. So, I mean, people are willing to work with you if you just tell them your situation. Did you, so Going back to the secrecy, did it ever come out 
that you were dual applying when you were in the middle of like interviewing at these different programs? No. Okay. No. Okay. And, but I did, I was open in the fact that like, I really wanted to focus on mental health Mm -hmm. and that was something that deep down inside I couldn't get away from and that's what I wanted to do. So I told all my family medicine programs like, I want to focus on family or on mental health. Mm-hmm. And they were excited about that. I yeah. mean, any family physician that's doing a mental health third out there. Third to a half like, of all family medicine visits are mental health related. Yes. According to like the, the, the articles I'm reading. I don't know yes, if you're, same. maybe you're more up to date than I am, but that's, no, that's yeah. exactly what I've heard is almost half of the patients that walk into a family medicine clinic have some type of mental health um, related issue. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, I mean, you should want to be able to take care of those types of problems. And for me, if I was like, that's, that's my that's my go-to. I want to be there. What about doing one residency and going back and doing a second residency? Did that ever enter your mind? Uh, Cause no. that happens from yeah. time to time when people do that. <laughs> it's a I long journey. It's a one very step long. ahead. Yeah. Two steps is a little okay. scary, but I did know that if I pursued psychiatry, I would want to do a fellowship in child and adolescent psychiatry. Mm-hmm. So that really was my second step, my my second okay. Okay. residency in a, in a sense. All right. So leading up to submitting your rank list, walk us through the process and how you finally did it and, mm-hmm. you know, how you made that decision. Yes. I think it's a good and a bad thing that you have so much time between interviews and submitting your rank list. So when was your last interview? First of January. And the rank list was end of February? Uh, yeah, okay. sometime in February. Okay. And, but I had most of my interviews done like mid-December. All right. And so that's kind of a long time to sit on this decision. Yes, it is. Yeah. And go back and forth and back and forth. And a lot of internet researching. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of soul searching, soul searching, family searching. Like, where do we really want to be? What do I want this career to look like? Mm. And then really what sits best with me? What? What can I go home at the end of the day and be excited to go back the next day? Because the biggest thing that got me during that time is that I kept going back to the residents that I met, the physicians that I met that I'd be working with. And there were definitely people that I wanted to work with. And thinking about not working with them made me really sad. Mm. As far as in family medicine, I was so excited to work with them. But I realized that I wasn't as excited about the job. And <laughs> it's hard because, I mean, when you're 18 and deciding to go to medical school, you don't think about getting your first job at 30 or mm-hmm. 32 after you're done. Like, that just doesn't make sense in your mind. So thinking now in residency, what am I going to be doing in 20 to 30 years from now? This is a long-term career. Mm-hmm is a hard thought, but I forced myself to think about that because the people that I will be working with in residency will come and they will go and I will be left with the training and with the job. Mm. And so I had to really think long-term there, like what job do I want to be doing? And that left me with psychiatry. Okay. So psychiatry, Uh you ranked it near the top. I ranked it number one, number one. And then all the psychiatry programs are kind of clustered after that. And then, then okay. So yeah. Yeah, So so, then there comes your strategy. And again, where does your heart lie? I mean, after the university of Utah psychiatry program, I said the next best place would be family medicine in Utah. And not just because I even wanted to be in Utah, it was because of the programs and Mm -hmm. because of the people and because of the training and the other psychiatry programs that I interviewed at, just weren't 
that impressive to me. I didn't okay. love them. So, uh, yeah, I would much rather be at one of the programs, family medicine programs in Utah. So psychiatry number one, mm-hmm. and then then all the other family medicine programs, two through five. That, yes. Does that sound okay? Yes. That's okay. right. All right. That's all. So, my life. Yeah. I mean, most people don't give you a wrink list like that. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're unique. We can, I'm fine if you're with uncomfortable, it. you can go back and edit it out. I'm so, totally fine with it. Okay. But I, I think like the message is, is you followed your heart. You thought about the long-term plans you talked about with everyone. And then did you feel good after you hit that button and submitted it? Did it feel good? Yes. Okay. It felt great. It, I mean, the rank of the rest of the family medicine programs was hard, too, Okay, because they're all great. So I think in the end, to you me, could have, you could be moving to Provo because it sounds like you like be. you like the Utah Valley Regional program, you know, and your husband goes to school down there and that would have been different. Yes. So but totally fine. I mean, I'd be happy. So from the t- end of February, you submit your rank list to match days about a month, four mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, how are those four weeks? Were you cool I was as cool. a warm summer breeze? <laughs> I mean, I Were think I, overall I was pretty cool, calm, and collected. Okay, I, right. I had great um, communication between the psychiatry program up here at the U, and okay. they were just really open and welcoming to me. And I think that that was, again, a unique part of my application where I wasn't sitting there completely anxious about where I would go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So pretty reassuring. Mm-hmm. Leading up to match day. Um, you know, so the Monday you found out you did match, were yes. you anxious about that at all? Or, uh, <laughs> I think everyone is okay. down deep down inside. Like what if I did something wrong? What if my rank list wasn't submitted okay. correctly? What if I put the wrong program on there? Like there's all those what ifs. And mm. so you double check yourself a thousand times. And then that Monday came, I was actually at the gym with my husband and the email came through. And so I like ran over to him and showed him and almost started crying. Cause like, that's the biggest part is that you, you match somewhere. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to have a job. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. So, but your case is unique because you were fairly sure what you matched into, but not quite, but not quite. <laughs> so still, so there's still this big reveal. There's right? still this big reveal about okay. what I'm going to be when I'm grow up, mm-hmm. grow up. So that was fun and scary. Okay. Um, night before match day. Slept well, did not sleep well. I did sleep okay. Yeah, okay. I slept better than I thought because it right. definitely felt like Christmas, like adult Christmas. <laughs> like the biggest present of your life is coming tomorrow. I, I should pitch, pitch Dr. Lee to have a big tree up front and we should, see what happens. Yeah. Put the little envelopes Maybe we should just have match day around Christmas. Yeah. That'd be uh, great. Okay, so, so match day happens. Family's all there. Husband's there. Mm-hmm. The ribbon gets cut. What do you do? Do you open up by yourself? Did you open up for your family? Yeah, so I grabbed my envelope, and at that point, I was nervous. I don't think anyone cannot be nervous at that point. Okay. Um, adrenaline was rushing. I was really excited, but I was also anxious about what would happen. So I took my envelope back to my family, and I had my in-laws there, and my in-law grandparents there, and my family, mm-hmm. and everyone. And I opened it up, and I read it, and I didn't trick them. I should have tricked him, well, but I didn't. You're thinking about tricking him. Yeah. Him. yeah. <laughs> um, is, that, and, is that kind of a thing in your family? Ending up in Ohio. No. That, <laughs> what? <laughs> Florida. I mean, I think they all, we, we knew what we were expecting. Okay. And so if I didn't get that, it would have been a little, okay. a little funny, but I, so I didn't. So I, I told him I was going to the psychiatry program at the University of Utah and then Obviously, the tears started coming, and my mom's just <laughs> losing it. And it was a great moment. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, how has it been since that day? 
it's been really nice. I mean, I, there's definitely that air of anxiety that just is. Yeah, gone. once you know your future, yep. like your future is there. You the can ambiguity start... is gone. So. Yes, I and the biggest thing to me that's changed is starting to wrap my head around the identity of becoming a psychiatrist. Because before that, I didn't mm-hmm. know. You're I mean, the medical student. I, I, was, the medical I was the medical student. student. Yeah. I was the maybe pediatrician, maybe family medicine doctor, maybe psychiatrist. Like. Just hadn't nothing had obviously come together yet, and so that's what I've been uh, mulling over, I guess, the most since Match Day, and mm-hmm. it's been really fun to start to settle in. Like, I will. This is what I'm going to be for mm-hmm. the rest of my life, and that's definitely an identity shift. Yeah, and since you're sticking around here, you know, you don't have to travel, don't have to necessarily move unless you want to. So correct. And then I guess I assume the program reached out to you. Congratulated you, welcomed you officially. They sent you a little email with everyone's pictures. They, yes. The program sent to yeah. do that. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. And then I remember after I matched, I got my contract in the mail within a week or two. Have you gotten your contract mm-hmm. yet? So. And that's a big freaking document. I just remember like, wow, <laughs> there's a lot of pages of this. This is really official. Yes. Like, it's probably even more pages now. So. I probably should read the whole thing. <laughs> yes. There's not a lot of negotiation but, that happens. Exactly. Like, so okay, like, this is what we're doing and sign here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I looked at the front page and they show your salary and I was like, yes, I'm making money. Yeah. Well, for me, <laughs> I, I was single at the time. I'm going, oh, this is lots oh of money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. This is the most money I've ever made in my life. This is Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it'll be a great shift in our careers mm-hmm. as far as going from a medical student and not having all that responsibility to then going into a residency and being taking that next step as far as responsibility. Cool. All right. Carrie, we have a couple more minutes to go. Okay. La- last couple questions. Um for those who are thinking about applying to medical school or interested in going to medical school, I know you probably get asked this question a lot. What advice do you have for them? I mean, what's the secret? You know, you got into medical school. You've been very successful. You're headed towards a great residency program. What would you say to those who are a few steps before that? What advice would you give? Well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. I I try to be sweet. <laughs> I would say if this is what you want to do, be dedicated, forge forward, and go for it. But know that this is 100% what you want to do, and that's a big decision. So think about it. Explore it a lot. uh, Go shadow as many physicians as you can. Really get your head and mind wrapped around what medicine is Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of us get here and not – don't quite understand what the career is going to be like. Um, so I think the more homework you can do before you even step into that world, it would be really important um, and make sure that you are hundred percent dedicated to that because it is a long, difficult road. Uh, but I think at the end it's totally worth it and it leads to very exciting, fun careers. Awesome. And then Kara, thinking back to your med school days, your four years here, um, surprises. What, what surprised you the most? I mean, because people have a, a notion <laughs> of like medical school is blank. And then they get here and it's like, oh, oh. No, it's actually blank. It's like X, Y, and Z, but also a little bit of A, B, and C. I mean, what, what was that for you? What, what, what surprised you? Medical school surprises were, gosh, I, I try not to think too much about first and second year, to be honest. Okay. They weren't great years in my life. I think they were really, really difficult uh, there was a lot of memorization where I wasn't quite used to that. I mm-hmm. really was a problem-based type learner. I did chemistry, mostly biochemistry, and loved problems mm-hmm. and moved into much more of a memorization realm. And so that was difficult. And the step 
Yosemite um, step, step tests one. were yeah. extremely difficult. Um, you sacrifice a lot. I think that was maybe a surprise, uh, but maybe not as far as how much time that you sacrifice away from your family and from your friends mm-hmm. um, and how much dedication it really does take to move forward. I mean, to just go towards that residency that you do want. You don't, you can't just sit back and relax in medical school now that you've made it in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to keep working hard. You have to keep uh, all those things up. And then I think probably the biggest surprise was stepping into third year and how much I did really like it. You know, what I, you know, what you just said, I hear from a fair amount of med students, like, you know, you think you're going to be a doctor and then you come and, you know, and in certain ways, the first year of med med school is kind of like graduate glorified science classes and Uh a lot of classroom stuff. And I I know they're trying to move away from that, but there's only a certain amount they can do. Mm -hmm. But then they get to third year, like, oh, this is what I thought med school was going to be like. You're, you're out in the wards, you're in the clinics, you're interacting with patients, attendings. So it sounds like that's where you really flourished. That's where you blossomed. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. Once I got to third year and I was able to interact with those patients and talk to people, um, that was fun. Mm-hmm. So and it just got more and more exciting as I went through third year. And so that really kind of rejuvenated me mm-hmm. as far as like, this is the career I want it to be. So just stick with it. I mean, book work isn't what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And really, you're going to be working with people. And that's pretty exciting. And being able to help people in a way that, you know, is very unique and very needed. Cool. Well, Kara, I am so excited for you. I'm excited about the next step in the journey. Uh, Since you are going to become a child and adolescent psychiatrist, I look forward to seeing you over at the hospital uh, at uni. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'm just totally excited for you. So thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Dr. Chan. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.